Lakers over the Charlotte Hornets, 116-105 the final score. Lakers now 28-13 and on the season. Actually a pretty exciting game. Um, I know not ideal. I, I'm sure Laker fans wish that you get up by 15 points, you end up winning by 25. LeBron could sit in the fourth quarter. I know we all we all hope for that on a game-in, game-out basis, but the reality is it's kind of an exciting game. Charlotte's a – that's uh, – I heard, you know, John and uh, Michael say it perfectly on the broadcast. You kind of respect their fight. Um, it didn't matter how much they were down. They just kind of kept, uh, kept battling there. So Charlotte certainly got a, a bright future uh, for the Lakers – just another game, another day at the office. And these games are – every game's a little bit different. You know, it's different because you've been missing so many players. Um, guys are in and out of the lineup, and you have to make do – make best with what you got. And at least since the All-Star break, the win against the Indiana Pacers, the Golden State Warriors, Minnesota Timberwolves, and now you could add the Charlotte Hornets to that list. Um, great way for the Lakers to take advantage of a schedule that's very reasonable – and also to gain some ground in the Western Conference. So a lot that uh, we want to get into in tonight's postgame show. Phone number is 877-710-ESPN. Uh, as always, you're always welcome to uh, join me on the Pizza at Lakers postgame show. You can also hit me on Twitter, at Alan Sliwa. So I'll read off some of your guys' tweets as well. A um, couple things I, I think for me you know, stands out in a game like this. It's kind of that off-on switch. Um, Lakers are on in the first half. They go through a great stretch. They go, I think, at one point take an 18-point lead, and then they let their guard down a little bit to start the second half. Before you know it, it's a tie game. Lakers turn the switch back on. This isn't the first time we've seen this all year. Maybe it's a little bit more unique because Anthony Davis is not in the lineup. They turn the switch back on. They get it back close to double digits or whatever the case is, and um, Charlotte would still fight. I mean, there was a, a point in that fourth quarter I want to say LaMelo hit a three. Terry Rozier hit a three. LaMelo came down, hit a three, and uh, got the lead down to, I want to say, one. Then Markeith went on a 5-0 run on his own. Lakers eventually uh, had, you know, a four to seven to eight or nine point lead the rest of the way. The off-on is not ideal, but when the Lakers needed to get some stops in that fourth quarter, they certainly did. Only gave up 105 points to a team that um, is a pretty fast-paced team. I, I'll, I'll, I'll say this, since we don't get a chance to see Charlotte all the time, this is obviously not a team that we're watching on a night-in, night-out basis. Uh, it's a pretty good team. I mean, LaMelo Ball is real deal. He had 26 points, 7 assists, and 5 rebounds. A 19-year-old rookie, 10 of 18 from the field. That's a fantastic game um, for, uh, for LaMelo. And I know that's kind of what he's done so far this year with Charlotte. P.J. Washington's a nice player. Terry Rozier. Uh, Gordon Hayward actually was the surprise player that didn't score as much, but he still ended up with 10 assists and 9 rebounds. Uh, Dennis Schroeder was fantastic tonight. He was key. I don't think the Lakers win this game if he doesn't get that 22 points. And on top of the 22 points, ended up, I want to say, with 7 assists, 7 assists and 4 rebounds. So a little bit of everything from a few of these guys. Um, okay, let me, let me take a few phone calls here. 877-710-ESPN. We'll get uh, your guys' thoughts on this uh, Lakers win. We'll start off in Greg and Ventura. What's going on, Greg? Thank you for calling in. Hey, Alan. Uh, a personal request. Mm -hmm. uh, you're Jewish. I'm a Christian. I would appreciate if you would not use the name Jesus uh, when you when you when you're on the air. Okay, would I'm you... I'm Catholic, by the way, but it's it's okay. Oh, okay. Yep. yep. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Now, listen. <laughs> Today, Michael Thompson predicted mm -hmm. that LeBron James was going to hear all about the uh, Lamelo non-excited comment. Sure. And he was going to go off for 40. 
Mm-hmm. So he just came up three <laughs> from 40, 37 points. And it's it's just funny to me that LeBron, he doesn't miss a thing, does he, Alan? He doesn't miss a thing. Anybody gives him disrespect, he's going to show him different. And uh, even though LaMelo had a good game, uh, LeBron showed him that he's just a rookie. You, and you know, I, it's, you know, it's funny, Greg, is I, I don't know, and I appreciate you calling in. I'm not sure if, I mean, if I'm just, just predicting here, I don't know if LeBron cares what Lamelo says. But I kind of walked in tonight's game, saying to myself, "Yeah, I'm sure LeBron is like, what the hell? What do you mean you're not excited to play me for the first time?" Um, Michael was trying to give some comps here earlier, and we are just, you know, throwing off. Imagine. Uh, a young quarterback in the NFL not excited to play Tom Brady for the first time. And that's really – this is – you know, when when you look at LeBron James, the conversation that you're typically having is this is one of the greatest to ever do it. You put him wherever you want. Um, I don't think LaMelo Ball meant disrespect by saying he's not excited about playing LeBron James. I'm sure there's a lot of people took that as, how are you not excited to play um, somebody who's been doing this for 18 years? It's been to 10 NBA Finals. That's one – you know, four NBA championships, the finals MVPs, the opportunity this year to grab an MVP would be the oldest player to ever do it since he's sitting at 36. I think Carl Malone and Michael did it when they were 35. So, um, yeah, I'm with you, Greg. <laughs> Maybe there was a little bit of extra there uh, to go get those 37 points. But LaMelo had a, had a nice game as well. Give that guy credit. He's, he's obviously got a bright future. Uh, Joe in the Inland Empire. Joe, what's going on? Thank you for calling in. Man, what's up, Alan? Man, I just want to talk to you real quick. I want to go off, piggyback off uh, the guy how he said uh, uh, LeBron doesn't miss a thing. He doesn't even miss a game, like, mm-hmm. if he doesn't want to. Like, he, this year, like, I'm not, I'm really a Kobe guy, mm-hmm. but LeBron really, he shows me, like, he's going to be there for us, and he's really – like he's he's present, you know. So I think he really has a shot. If he could get us in the number one seed without AD, I think he could get the MVP. That's all I think. Appreciate you calling in, Joe. I'll go a step further. I don't think they got to have the number one seed. I, I think he maintains what he's doing, and Lakers are in that top two, top three in the Western Conference. Don't forget, Joel Embiid just went out. He's going to be out for a couple of weeks. I, I think he's the clear front runner, and. Um, I don't know how you don't give it to him. I really don't. You know, I, I, I got an opportunity yesterday. I brought this up to Markeith Morris, and Markeith went on a rant for a minute about why he should be uh, MVP. And, you know, it's one thing for me to say it, and I know that's his teammate. I get all that. But this is this is next level what he's doing right now, and he's doing it at age 36. He's not 28. This isn't the LeBron James in Miami. It's not. So... Um, doing a little bit of everything is obviously key for the Lake Show. Doing what he's doing right now for the Lakers is obviously uh, as big as it gets, but he's also doing it without Anthony Davis, the best two-way player in the league. You know, So add all these elements into the mix, and um, it's pretty special, What's uh, what, obviously, what's going on with, uh, with LeBron James right now and 4-0 to start off the All-Star break or after the All-Star break. Um, all right, coming up next... We got Lakers head coach Frank Vogel, so we get a chance to hear from Coach on this uh, Lakers win. Lakers take care of the Charlotte Hornets, 116-105 the final score. If you want to be a part of the show, 877-710-ESPN. This is the Pizza Lakers postgame show on 710-ESPN.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Here's P.J. Washington dribbling to the middle. Stolen by Matthews. Beautiful defensive play by West. He gets it ahead to LeBron. Flying down the middle. LeBron drop pass Harrell. Drives to the rim and wow, no whistle. Massive contact and no whistle. And now West Matthews steals it from LaMelo. West has back-to-back steals. Here is THT to LeBron. Slam dunk. Two steals for Wesley Matthews. Not one in one possession. He needs two in one possession. Defensive play of the game is brought to you by Adriana's Insurance. Win and save on your auto insurance. And only Adriana's Insurance can guarantee it. We give you more options, unique offers, and exclusive opportunities to get the coverage you need at the best price. Visit savewithadrianas.com today. Adriana's Insurance. More options, no contracts, just savings. Lakers 116-105 to 105 over the Hornets. Let me read off a couple quick tweets here before we go to Lakers head coach Frank Vogel. Um, all right, on Twitter, uh, at 1607, we're playing better, no doubt, but I still would like to see more consistency out of KCP and Wes on offense, and Tress should be playing at least 25 minutes a night. When Tress plays over 25 minutes, our record is consider- considerably better, and that can't just be a coincidence. Um, okay, so KCP, we'll look at uh, both those players right now. KCP tonight, just seven points. Um, three of six from the field. I'll take 50% from KCP. Wesley Matthews, I mentioned those two steals. Um, he did have a block as well, three points, one of three. Uh, Wesley Matthews, you know, there's no need to sugarcoat anything, has not been what we hoped for when he was originally signed. I hope that changes. I really do. I, I don't know if it will, but I hope it changes. And KCP, KCP has got to be what he was in the bubble for us, I think we're all just expecting that that's going to eventually happen as we get closer to the playoffs and into the postseason. We'll see how uh, things play out on that front. As far as um, as far as Montrezl Harrell, he played 22 minutes tonight, two of six from the field. You know, it was really weird from him around the basket. John mentioned this a couple times. He's so automatic around the basket tonight. Um, missed a couple gimmies. Um, also uh, missed uh, a few that there were and one opportunities that he usually hits. Only ended up with seven points, but he still had 11 rebounds. Okay, coach on the Lakers, 11-point win over the Hornets. Here's Lakers head coach Frank Vogel. Yeah, Frank, I uh, just want to start asking you about LeBron setting the tone offensively in that first quarter, if, if there's anything that you saw or game plan or anything that went into that. I just knew we, uh, I think he knew we were playing against a switching team, uh, a junk defensive type of team, and um, – you know, it's probably not going to be as much ball movement uh, against a switch everything type of defense as we saw in the last couple of games where we had 36, 37 assists. Um, and I thought he was ultra aggressive trying to score the ball, and particularly shooting the ball over the top in the first half. And um, obviously set a tone for us. And then for just anything about the contrast that, you know, the last few games going against LaMelo and Anthony Edwards and Wiseman, some of these up and coming young guys. And here's LeBron at this age, right? The look in this energetic. Uh, it's something you've talked about many times, but uh, I wondered if you could summarize uh, what you saw in that tonight, these last couple. Wow, he just has, he's, he's got great energy. You know what I mean? He's playing every night, uh, setting a great tone, I think, for young players and, you know, for the whole league, you know, that uh, if he feels good, he's going to be in there and he's going to compete at a super high level and, and dominate, dominate the game. You know, um, he's, he's the MVP of the league 
uh, in my opinion, uh, thus far, um, because of because of that mindset and what he's doing for our team, and and he just wins the game in so many different ways. We're number one uh, defense in the league uh, without Anthony Davis uh, for most of this season, uh, largely because what he does um, with his play and with his quarterbacking and his voice, and um, you know, obviously he has the ability to you know, put up triple doubles. He has the ability to score 30, 40 points. Um, he's really doing it all for us. And then, Frank, third quarter, uh, Charlotte comes all the way back and you go to a, a smaller group, a couple guys that you trust. What were you looking for from that group and how do you think that tilted things? Yeah, well, they, you know, they started the half small. We like to give our, uh, you know, our style of play a, a chance uh, to, to counter that first. Um, you know, they went on a run, so we countered that with a small lineup of our own. Um, you know, Trez got in there uh, some against Vizanak Biombo. Uh, when they took all their bigs out, uh, we had them in there some. We had Keith in there some, and then we ultimately moved Bron to the five uh, with four guards, you know, and just worked on containment. And um, you know, obviously Bron was able to to lead that group and and take us home. Dave, Dave, you, my uh, my box moved on the screen. Frank, since you went there uh, with the LeBron MVP mention, how do you make any sense or how, what do you think of the fact that it's been eight years since he's won that award? Uh, I just think it's, uh, well, it's, what's the right word? It's uh, a mistake on the voters' part, uh, you know, to go season out to season without voting the, the best player in the league MVP. You know, I mean, it's the simplest way to put it. Um, you know, there's been other players that have been deserving, but, you know, he's been in the best, he's been the best player in the league for as long as I can remember, you know, maybe since the second, second year in the league, second, third year in the league. So, um, you know, it's just one of those things that uh, is unfortunate. It's not right. And, you know, he should get it this year. I mean, he's, he's, he's doing it every night um, and no one's as deserving. Bill. Uh, kind of a, a, a flip of the same question, but what is, what do you make of the fact that, you know, he could, go eight years without winning the MVP and the game could change so much and, you know, a whole new era really of, of basketball generation of players. And here he is at 36, you know, potentially, you know, still able to bookend that with potentially another MVP campaign. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, the best player to ever play the game, you know, in my opinion, I stated that, you know, I think many feel that um, and he continues to prove it, you know, with his, with his play. Um you know, it's just that simple, you know, for, for him to do it this long uh, through a change, like you just mentioned too, stylistically uh, with, with the way the game is, is played now, as opposed to, you know, even four or five years ago uh, to still be this dominant, um, to be, still be the best player in the league. It's, it's just remarkable. And, you know, obviously, uh, you know, he's doing a great, a great job for, for us, you know, to the Lakers to continue to win games and, and keep us afloat while a guy like Anthony Davis is out. Brad, you guys have won four in a row since the off-star break. How much did off-star break help you guys? And is that a key to what's going on right now, getting that rest and getting your legs back underneath you? Yeah, it was definitely needed. We didn't want to talk about it at, at the time, but you know, it was clear our guys sort of hit a wall uh, after the, the, the short off-season. Um, we came out of the gate strong, suffered some injuries, and then you know, that stretch before the break, it was it was pretty clear that that uh, you know, our guys were a little bit fatigued. The shots were short, um, 
obviously the minds were a little bit uh, fatigued, but we've come out of the gates. I think Ron set a great tone for us, uh, saying it's go time, you know, post all-star break. And, um, you know, our guys have really responded, you know, with, uh, you know, really good play, um, you know, against, against some good teams um, to lead to this four-game win streak. All right, that's uh, Lakers head coach Frank Vogel right there. Um, you know, this is going to continue to be the conversation. It shouldn't dominate games when you see LeBron have a game like this and everybody's trying to make the case for MVP. By the way, I do this all the time, so I get I get roped into this. The key is, are the Lakers winning? They are winning. They're 4-0 since the All-Star break. If LeBron is going to win MVP, that means Lakers are playing good basketball as a team. That means everybody's contributing. That means they're moving up in the standings like they have been. So all that's going to be key. It's not just what are LeBron's numbers. These are not empty stats. These stats are the difference of the Lakers winning these games or not winning these games. Um, let's do a couple things when we come back. I know we got a few phone calls that we got to get to. 877-710-ESPN. We'll go back to your calls. I'll take a quick look at the NBA scoreboard and the standings. Stay right here. Appreciate you tuning in. Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Points in the Paint all season long is sponsored by Vista Paint. Right now, local residents can take 40% off on factory direct high quality Vista Paint products. A Vista Paint team member will show you how. Locally owned, manufactured, and operated since 1956. Vista Paint. Lakers uh, lose actually the points in the paint battle 60 to 52. They win the game 116 to 105. They're sitting at 28 and 13. Um, Mayor on uh, Twitter says, keep doing it without rushing any injuries back, and we'll be golden for the playoffs. Uh, that is actually uh, obviously a big part for the Lakers right now. If they can do some damage and get into some type of rhythm, and they're doing it without Anthony Davis, that's pretty damn special. Um, I don't think the team is going to rush by any stretch of the imagination, Anthony Davis, and he'll come back when he comes back. I know he's going to get reevaluated a week from tomorrow because Coach said two weeks last Friday. Um, that doesn't mean he's going to come back. It means they'll give us an update, and whether that's in April, whether it's before, whatever the case is, um, I like how the Lakers' mentality every game is not depending or making excuses that AD is out. Uh, let's take a quick phone call here before we go to Kyle Kuzma. Manuel in Gardena. What's going on, Manuel? All night, Allen. The Slee stat. Allen Sleewa. Dropping Lakers facts on 710 ESPN. I'm great, Alan. How are you? Doing good, man. I appreciate you calling in. That's four in a row uh, since the All-Star break. So uh, it's not perfect basketball, but they're doing what they, you know, obviously what they need to do. And especially without Anthony Davis, you got to feel pretty good about how they uh, started out the second half. MVP. MVP. Dude hey, is man. man. LBJ mm-hmm. is just unconscious. Uh, what could you say? I mean, just glad to see Caruso get back. THT may be a star in the making, you know, and then uh, everybody's just been stepping up, man. Uh, hey, whatever it takes, right? I mean, uh, Caramello Nut or whatever the Ball Brothers' name is that came in and I, man, hey, he'll remember now about the Lakers. And, uh, hey, Slee Stack and T-Raj, 
I'm all in tomorrow night, baby. Appreciate I'll it, Manuel. Appreciate it. So hours. we're looking forward to it. Thank you. Um, Travis and Sleeve show tomorrow, by the way, 7 to 9 p.m. Um, you know, the, uh, the the conversation about LeBron James and, and obviously what he's doing, it's incredibly impressive. But I thought Manuel mentioned something there. It's going to be a great transition to Kuzma. Other guys are stepping up. You know, it's uh, uh, Kuzma's been – I said this yesterday um, on Lakers Talk. I talked about this is the best I've seen Kuzma play in his career. And I, I'm not saying that just for show. I really do believe that. It's not just about his scoring ability. It's about can you do other things to – affect the game he's done it so far here's Kuz let's get his thoughts on the Lakers 11 point win over the Hornets hey Kuz of course as you know this game is all about runs uh what pleased you most about the response you guys had there especially in the third when Charlotte went on their run um I think we just uh we played simple basketball I think we had a a great little four five minute run uh to finish the quarter out uh playing simple basketball making the extra pass making it easy on our teammates to get open looks and we hit shots and got stops on the other end. Look, I know it's a small sample size, but four straight wins since the all-star break and you guys continue to remain a bit shorthanded. What do you think has allowed you guys as a team overall to find such a rhythm? Man, I mean, we've been playing together for a long time um, outside of, you know, a few of the new guys, but, you know, they've done a great job of really, uh, picking up our schemes and systems and fitting into, you know, what we're trying to do offensively and defensively. And it's, uh, you know, it's been working. Thanks, Chris. All right, let's go to Kyle Goon. Hey, Chris. Um Why do you think you guys have been able to hold on to the number one defensive spot without AD in the lineup? And how much of a role does LeBron play in that? I mean, uh, he, he plays a big role in it uh, from a communication standpoint, but we're a team full of defenders. Um, you know, at any given moment, um, we don't really got weaknesses out there. Um, can't really pick on none of us anymore. And, um, you know, we just lock up. Simple as that. Dave McMiniman. Kuz, how much do you guys pay attention to the MVP race? Uh, quote unquote, and does it matter to you to have a teammate win an individual award? Uh, yeah, it matters because it means that um, you know us as um, that person, that person, um, the teammates. You know, we did our job, but uh, you know, the NBA uh, MVP is a it's a very political award. Um, so you know, Bronx has been MVP at least eight, eight, nine, ten times. You know, everybody knows that. So, uh, you know. All right, let's go to Mike Chadell. Hey, Kuz, just wondered how this particular coaching staff and, you know, I guess Frank specifically has helped your defense uh, these last couple of years and, and what where you feel like you've grown uh, on your own as well. Yeah, I mean, I just think, uh, you know, I've made myself a, a complete um, – a complete – you know, just an all-around complete player. Um, you know, I just, you know, don't take this game for granted. I love playing the game of basketball. And uh, good things happen when you do good things and play the right way. And, you know, I, I, I obviously bought into, um, you know, just playing the team way, and it, it's helped me out big time. So, um, you know, I watch a lot of film, um, you know, and, and I just try to work on my craft and uh, take it upon myself to, uh, to be – 
um, as great as I can be on the offensive end and the defensive end. Um, you know, obviously, I take a lot of pride on, on that end of the floor because of, um, you know, I've never really been known as a defender uh, all my life. And, you know, it's been, uh, you know, a few rough years in the NBA on that side of the ball for me. And, you know, it's been an adjustment. But um, now I've done all the adjusting and, you know, I've become a pretty good defender. All right, that's uh, Kyle Kuzma right there. Um, you know, sticking with Kuz for a quick second, talking about how um, he's become a better defender and he's doing buying into what the team is asking him to buy in for. Um, it's a few of these players that you can point out right now. Montrez is doing it on a night-to-night-out basis, but we expected Montrez. Montrez was a six-man-of-the-year award winner last season with the Clippers. Uh, we expect it from Dennis Schroeder because Schroeder is uh, one of the best – Schroeder – Last season, last two years didn't start. He should be starting on every other team. He was the runner-up. Kuz is the kind of that interesting piece that, yes, we're still kind of trying to figure out in the sense of well, what his what is his ceiling, but he's doing what this team needs him to do, and he's not worrying about his own individual stats. He's bought into this championship mentality. Somebody sent me a tweet yesterday. I thought it was a great point. Talked about how um, Kuz is going to prolong his career uh, not only because he's athletic and what he does in his specialty, but because at a young age he's learning how to be a champion. And that's going to obviously be with him for the rest of his career. Uh, all right, a couple more phone calls when we come back. Uh, a few more tweets as well. Uh, stay right here, 877-710-ESPN. Lakers over the Hornets. This is the Pizza at Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN. 116 to 105, Lakers over the Charlotte Hornets. 28-13 and 13 now on the season. Laker fans, get a little excited here. NBA standings. Go look at the standings right now and see what's happened with the Utah Jazz losing earlier today. Clippers lost yesterday. Phoenix took an L today against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Lakers, this four-game winning streak, puts them at uh, second place in the Western Conference, a game and a half behind the Utah Jazz. They're doing it all without Anthony Davis. Um, David in San Bernardino. What's going on, David? Thank you for calling in. Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing today? Good, man. Thank you. All right. I just want to, you know, I'm glad the Lakers are, you know, winning games and they got four in a row. But what I'm worried about is Anthony Davis. What kind of team is he coming coming to, you know, when he gets back? Mm-hmm. Are the Lakers still working on trying to get a consistent big man in the starting lineup? Because people are really noticing, like, the Lakers are missing Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee. Like, these wins are good, but when it gets to the postseason, that's kind of the reason why the Lakers were a little bit unstoppable because he lets Anthony Davis mm-hmm. do his thing. You know, he, he doesn't have to do everything. He doesn't have to block every shot, you know, and it's he doesn't have to overexert himself. And, like, I don't want to get to the playoffs, and you, you know, with this lineup that we have now, and then, you know, it's meet the Clippers, and the Lakers can't get past them because they don't have a big man that can – you know, clog the paint up and help Anthony Davis out. Like, and you know, and, what's going on with Marcus Gasol? And I and I know what you're saying, David. I appreciate you calling in. Um, I know what you're talking about as far as a rim protector. And you know, last season you had JaVale McGee, you had Dwight Howard. Obviously, that was big for the Lakers. Gave the Lakers incredible amount of options. They went and got Mark Keith in the buyout market. Um, I think Lakers look. They got they got a little bit of time to obviously try to address, um, try to address specifically specifically if they can go get another big. Damian Jones, I think, has has come in and done a good job doing what he can to be a rim protector. But just understand this. When we get to the playoffs, AD is going to be playing the five. So when people say Lakers need a rim protector, I get what you're saying about Dwight Howard and JaVale because I'm with you. They were key last season, especially Dwight. AD is going to play the five. He's going to have to. 
You're playing Denver. He's going to be guarding Jokic. You're playing Philly. He's going to be guarding Joel Embiid or whatever the case is. Let's see what they do over the next week and a half or so. Trade deadline ends in a week. We'll see what happens uh, in the buyout market. So let's wait for all that to kind of settle down, and then let's see what the Lakers have after that. But uh, when AD does come back, it's a good problem for the Lake Show to have. Um, okay, you know what? Uh, Dennis Schroeder tonight ended up with 22 points for the Lakers, ended up with seven assists, 33 minutes, 9 of 19 from the field. Here's Dennis Schroeder on the Lakers' 116-105 to win over the Charlotte Hornets. Hey, Dennis, coming into this one, when you think of Charlotte, their backcourt, and kind of the challenges that they present, Frank talked about uh, just the focus on that end of the floor defensively. 26-20 um, for Ball and Rogier, but they never were able to really get on a roll or get out of control. What was the biggest key for you guys on that end in that regard? I mean, they uh, they got something uh, good going over there uh, in Charlotte. You know, they um, even a missed basket, you know, a score basket, it don't matter for them. They're getting it out quick and putting pressure on the defense. So, you know, we had to be really locked in after, you know, scoring the basket to get back and control these two. And um, I mean, they're doing a hell of a job over there, but I think, uh, you know, we, we kept them, you know, uh, as good as we can, you know, um, uh, in front of us, um, try to get them off the three-point line. And, um, you know, I think we got the W. That's uh, most important, you know, and uh, tomorrow we're going to watch video and um, check where we can get better. Dennis, when you think about what you guys are looking to accomplish as a team, uh, the long run, and you're trying to balance that right now with the present, and you're doing it shorthanded still, obviously, uh, without AD, without Marcus all. Um, what do you think the biggest focus is for you guys? And what are you pleased with in terms of what you are able to take care of and accomplish right now that you know will help you in the long run? I think sharing the basketball, you know, uh, we had 36 and 37, you know, back to back nights. I think um, just for us, you know, to play pick a roll um, and share the ball out of it, you know, I think that's, mm -hmm just great for the for the team. And uh, defensively, you know, just to be able to scramble, you know, I think uh, we got one of our biggest P's on the defensive end not in. Um, even Marcus O is not in, sorry. Uh, so I think two pieces, you know, who makes our like defense really, really good. And um, we still be able to, you know, win games uh, without them um, on the defensive end. So really pleased with that. And um, I think we just try to take it, you know, every game, every day, like I said, always say, try to, you know, get better at it. Um, and I think we've been doing it even shorthanded, you know, try to get wins. And um, obviously, you know, LeBron stepping up, but all the other guys, you know, off the bench, people stepping up, um, Trez, Kuz, THT, AC now, um, I mean, Everybody, Wes is stepping up, you know, everybody doing a great job. Even DJ, you know, came in, you know, I think four games now and um, still doing big minutes for us and uh, bringing the energy on the defensive end, blocking shots, catching alley -oops. So um, I think it's, you know, uh, just a team effort. And um, like I said, uh, we try to get better at it every day. Thanks, Dennis. Yeah. All right, Green, please. Hey, Dennis. Um, I know you know that you've been eligible for an extension from the Lakers for a while. Um, you know, as you guys are, are stacking wins and, and 
obviously you're a huge part of that. Is that, uh, is the extension something you think about that at all? Has, have you felt any change in, you know, wanting to get that done? Do you hope it gets done soon or can the season go by and, and what, whatever happens, happens? I mean, first off, I love this organization. I want to be a part of this organization for a long time. So uh, we really don't have to, you know, worry about anything. Um, but end of the day, in eight years, you know, I didn't feel one time where I had to, you know, can sit down in the summer and just see the options, you know. Um, so we kind of, you know, between these, uh, should we just sign the extension or should we wait until the summer? Because at the end of the day, I want to be a Laker for a long time. Um, but I always said, you know, I wanted to be fair, not even financially, all the other stuff, you know, I just wanted to be fair, um, treated the right way, my family, my friends who is with me, so, and they doing it so far, you know, so. I uh, can't wait that the fans get back and then, um, you know, just see everything what goes up when when everything uh, open back up. So, like I said, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I'm still, you know, um, thinking about it. But end of the day, I just want to focus on, you know, I don't want to think about it too much and uh, don't play the right way as well. So, you know, every game I try to um, put everything I have uh, for the team to win games and then just let it happen. I think my agent going to do a great job, you know, helping me with it. And um, I can focus on basketball. All right, that's uh, Dennis Schroeder right there. Interesting. I have an interesting conversation there from Dennis. Uh, you know, that, that's been a conversation for a couple of, couple of months now is what's going to happen to Dennis Schroeder with the Lakers. Um, obviously, he's had a, a good season with the Lake Show and uh, he's at the perfect age where you kind of build – uh, with a player like this, and I, I think there's a lot of curiosity how he's going to do in a playoff run. Uh, but you heard him say right there he would love nothing more than to be a Laker for the rest of his career. Um, the King, LBJ, 37 points tonight, eight rebounds, six assists. It feels like everybody that we've heard from so far tonight has talked about LeBron. Why don't we just actually get it right from LeBron? Here's LBJ on his performance and the Lakers win. What's up, sir? B, what's up? It's all good, man. All good. We've been having this conversation about the MVP award. And so my question to you is, what does the MVP award mean to you? And how do you try to process the idea that you are still a candidate, you haven't won it in a while, and what is the MVP to LeBron James? Uh, well, I mean, for me personally, the MVP, I try to be that every night for my ball club. And uh, being available to them um, and, and being the best player on the floor every night. Um, you know, I mean, just being a, you know, you rewarded that with that reward. It's, it is something. It means something for sure. I'm not going to sit here and say it doesn't mean uh, anything to me. Um, um, and for me to be able to win it a few times in my career has always been special. Um, and being in the running or hearing my name uh, with some of the best basketball players in the league this year, again, um, it would mean a lot. Um, you know, at my age, uh, what I'm able to do, what I've been doing this whole season, um, you know, what I bring to the table every single night on both sides of the floor, um, it, it would mean an unbelievable thing for me personally at this point in my career. Um, so uh, we should see where the chips may lay. Day. LeBron, 
Kuz said that you uh, probably should have eight, nine, ten MVPs. You have four. Is there a number that that you feel like when you look back at X amount of seasons where you're like, I should be at six, I should be at seven. Is there a number? Um, I, I should have more than four, I believe. Um, but um, I don't, and I don't sit around thinking about it or crying about it, whatever the case may be. Um, I just try to come in the next season and be the MVP and be talked about again. Um, I bet, you know, a lot of the greatest that played this game feel like they should have had more as well. Um, if you ask any one of those guys, um, you know, so this is another opportunity, you know, for me, um, you know, to be able to be recognized as the best player, you know, for that particular season, um, you know, and, and in this season. So hopefully I can continue just to play great basketball and uh, and see what happens at the end. Kyle. Hey, LeBron, to spin it to your teammate, Dennis is kind of in an interesting situation where the Lakers can sign him to an extension and, and he said that he wants to be a part of this group, that he really likes the team, the situation. Um, how do you think he's performing, especially in wins like this, through that situation where maybe some guys could be thrown off by sort of the the career sort of big decisions looming? Um, I think he's handled it uh, great. Um, I haven't got we, – we as his teammates have got no uh, sense of uh, that he's been dealing with that. So, um, you know. He's been playing, coming to work, and he's been playing great basketball, you know, and despite having to deal with, uh, you know, extension talks and things of that nature. I think, um, you know, that's for, you know, his side, his agent, and, and, and the front office all, all to figure out. Us as his teammates, we just, you know, we, we support him on the floor. Um, obviously, we support him off the floor and off the court and things of that nature. But, you know, the business side, that's, that's, uh, we, we, that's separate from us. Michael Duarte. Yeah, LeBron, I remember that game in Cleveland when you first went up against a rookie, Lonzo Ball. What was it like going up against his little brother, LaMelo, tonight? Similarities, differences? What was your first impression of him? Um, I mean, he's a, I think he's you know, damn good to be um, his age. Um, you, know, his, um, you know, his speed, his quickness, his ability to uh, you know, make shots at all facets you know, in the paint, you know, floaters, um, threes. Um, he has a three-tier already. Um, and he's going to only get better. Every game is a learning experience for him. Um, he's going to get better and better, um, you know, as the season goes on, as his career goes on, and so on and so on. So, um, you know, you know, he's a, him and, and Zoe um, are two, um, you know, just very unique players in our league, and uh, they showcase that every night. Okay, we'll take two more. Um, Harrison? Hey, LeBron, uh, Alex was just telling us that you guys aren't uh, worried about your seed. You're worrying about winning a championship, but you're only one and a half games back of the one seed now. I was just wondering, like, you've won four in a row. Is chasing that something that matters to you guys at all, or do you not really care about where you end up at the end of the season heading into the playoffs? Um, we haven't really talked about it. Um, if it gets to a point where we can capture it, I mean, why not? But we haven't talked about it at all. We haven't talked about seeding all year. Um, you know, we just talk about, you know, playing championship basketball, you know, through wins, through losses, whatever the case may be. Um, that's what we talk about. And, um, you know, we want to continue to get better and we've gotten better since the break. And um, but the most important for our, our ball club is two things. It's playing championship basketball every night and being healthy. Um, we're healthy and we're full. Um, we, we compete versus anybody in the world. So um, that's that's what's important for us. All right. That's uh, LeBron James right there. Lakers. 
Take care of the Charlotte Hornets, 116-105. to 105. Um, So LeBron's not looking at the standings. We're looking at the standings. Uh, game and a half behind the Utah Jazz. Obviously, uh, it, it helps when Phoenix loses to Minnesota. Um, the Jazz are playing 500 basketball over their last 10 games. Clippers are 4-6 and six in their last 10 games. So the Lakers... Um, doing what they can without uh, without without their big pieces, certainly without Anthony Davis. Okay, next up for the Lakers, two next uh, two games this weekend. Both of them going to be very interesting. Um, you got Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks. They've won seven games in a row. That game's on Saturday. Sunday, you got the Phoenix Suns in Phoenix. But just focusing on this game on Saturday, uh, early tip off. Tip off will be at twelve thirty. Pre-game show is at eleven a.m. So. Uh, make sure you uh, stay with us and you tune in for that. Starting tomorrow morning, 5 a.m., Keyshawn, Zubin, uh, Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, and Travis. That starts at 5 a.m. I do have a show tomorrow night with Travis Rogers. We'll go 7 a.m. or 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. So appreciate you guys tuning in. Lakers 28-13, and 13, another good win for the Lake Show, 116-105 to 105 over the Hornets. Uh, you have been listening to the Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN.